I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to the 79th Church Mag Podcast. Everybody loves to get ideas for things, but they never get them until they're in the holiday spirits. It might be good to also have people on standby because things do come up at the last minute. There's no reason why you're not, you shouldn't be planning ahead in general, and then that will hopefully free up your time to where you can begin thinking about and making sure you've got a plan for the holidays before the holidays come. This week's podcast is brought to you by Media Fusion. Media Fusion can get your church started with live streaming for as little as $9 per month. Learn more, sign up for free by visiting MediaFusionApp.com. That's MediaFusionApp.com. Our topic on this episode is the holidays. Are you ready for Christmas? Is your church tech team ready for Christmas? If you want to join the conversation or ask us a question, simply use the hashtag CMAGCast. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to another episode of the Church Mag Podcast. You know, uh, I was checking out the reviews on iTunes, and we have some guys. Jeremy's constant asking has finally paid off. You say asking, I say whining, manipulating, whatever you want. I'll take it. Cajoling, coercing, <laughs> threatening, you know. All those. Yeah. All those words. We went so long without any iTunes reviews, I just actually quit checking. And then so today when I pulled them up, I was like, whoa, there's a bunch. So uh, let's share a couple with everyone today. Uh, first off, we have Greg Simmons. He said, too many church-related podcasts steer away from tough topics and try not to be critical even when it's necessary. Refreshingly, these guys are insightful, honest, funny, and not afraid to tell somebody their baby is ugly when it needs to be told. From tough topics... Or I'm sorry. From t- <laughs> I, love, I love that comment. <laughs> from tough topics to fun topics, from deep insight to, to playful banter, this is one of my fave podcasts that was from greg simmons so apparently jeremy i, I I'm, I'm thinking he's talking about jeremy because i would think if you had an ugly baby jeremy would say wow your baby's ugly i will make fun of your baby any day of the week phil would would tell a nice ugly baby story and then you would be wondering was he talking about my baby yeah i would I would, I would i would subtweet about your ugly baby <laughs> All right, uh, Og Nation, uh, Augie here, he says, it's just enough content to make me smile. Uh, this is simple enough. They are funny yet knowledgeable on what they bring up. Many times I would stop and rewind to catch the quick one-liners. So apparently our one-liners are very quick, and you need to rewind and try again. This is this is the part where one of you says one of the quick one-liners. See, I, I set it up for that. Okay, all right. I, this is not my line, one-liner, a guy using a church, but it's a good one-liner. You ready for this? This is a one-liner out of context, but it's the best one in my head right now. Okay? He was talking about the Old Testament in a sermon. It's says, a Sunday night church in the oldest, the old conservative crowd. And he says, the Old Testament is full of weird and terrible stories. Like, if, you, if you're if you going to give your kids a kid's book, you would not give them the Old Testament. The Old Testament is like your crazy uncle. You don't, invite, you don't invite Thanksgiving anymore because you're not always going to say. The Old Testament's a crazy, your crazy uncle. That's pretty good. Well, that's pretty good uh, reference there. I, I, that was, de- it was, it was decent. That yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Got a lot of crazy uncles, so that's true. <laughs> so he became a counselor. Now I'm, I'm thinking: is it weird to to read 
our own iTunes reviews. I, I just realized as I was reading because I thought it's kind of fun. People leave them and then we share them on the podcast. It's like a hat tip to them. Do we just do like a shout out? Hey, thanks for leaving it. Or do we read them like we just did? Because then it felt like we were bragging on ourselves. It felt weird. It's only bragging on yourselves if you read your review, Eric. That's a little weird. Yeah, you'll notice I skipped yours. <laughs> a little bias, a little bias. Okay, I think we decided that today we were going to talk about uh, the holidays um, and church tech, which we didn't actually really get it defined really tight. So I don't know if we're going to go like all the way to blogs or like running the soundboard or maybe both. I don't know. But um, if you haven't started thinking about or preparing for the holidays, it's almost too late. Like you need to do it now. Yeah. Yeah. Now or a week and a half ago. I think that the tough thing about the holidays is everybody loves to get ideas. I'm an ideas guy. I get that. Um, but everybody loves to get ideas for things, but they never get them until they're in the holiday spirit. And so it's hard to plan for social media, for blogging, for any kind of marketing, any kind of web presence in that process without the ability to plan. And so for me, the the big things come in. The sermon maybe has already been written, and that's great. So you can start to pull some social media, some blogging stuff out of that. And I think that you try to do it however you can, because there's always going to be that last minute thing, but for what you can prepare for, what you can put ahead of the time and try to just be proactive about the process, along with the sermon that you're trying to do for that very week, go for it so that you can have that special extra oomph, which maybe we should talk about why it's important to have that special extra oomph for the holiday season. Definitely. In, in the word to Talk about like the sermon prep, like if you're putting together media for the sermon and stuff. I think that'll vary from church to church because I would I would bet that Phil's church's Christmas sermon has not that's that has not been written. No way. No. No way. So that's gonna vary on denomination sure. and whatnot. Some denominations they I mean I, I'm saying some denominations uh, send out their sermons wow. to their ministers. Well, you know, I would say um before we dive into what Jeremy just brought up, um as far as having inspiration, you are so right because I mean, like as we record this podcast on Halloween, it's like thinking about Christmas seems so weird, right? It's like not the season, and so I just had this kind of this brain idea, brain idea. I was going to say brain fart and decide not to say that. I should just said brain fart. I had this brain. This is this is this so so crude. My brain passed gas. I had this moment of inspiration. That's such a weird moment thing. of insight of elucidation. <sighs> I don't know. I'm gonna have to edit that. Or brain fart. Yeah. Anne says that brain farts are gross, and she's probably right. I hate okay. that phrase personally. Yeah. So we, we, have, this. we do have women listeners. I just yeah yeah exactly. I just had this idea that that working a year ahead would be ideal, right? So as you get ideas, mm -hmm. like already have okay. So like this year, you would want to maybe plan double. So when you are in that that holiday feel, you begin to you begin to plan for next year. So when next year comes around, you know in October beginning of November when you really need to start doing this stuff seriously, you already have it figured out. So you kind of work a year ahead. I mean, ideally, that would be best. But That's a good idea. I know for whenever I was doing youth ministry, I would have my, at least my curriculum set six months in advance. So the curriculum, at least as far as what I was teaching, what my volunteers had for their small group stuff was already prepared six months in advance at all times. So we did have that. But 
typically the curriculum did not stay true whenever you were trying to do um, all of the different extra stuff that you might want to do for Christmas time. I know with youth ministry, it might be, okay, we're going to go skiing and I'm going to make a last minute reservation or let's watch the Christmas story 24 hours and see how many teenagers can stay up and watch that over and over again and not have their eyes bleed stuff like that. That would just be a random, Ooh, let's do this. But it's kind of that last minute inspiration to do it. And I think sometimes that failure to plan can be difficult for social media people. I think, you know, planning ahead is always great. Um, I think for sermon planning, I think planning themes and topics are the best thing to do. Um, if you can get a good, I, I think a pastor sh- should try to plan out their whole year. My pastor takes, tries to take a, a week um, at the end of the year, or the beginning of the year to plan out his entire uh, preaching calendar for the next year. He'll plan out like, okay, I'm going to do four weeks on this topic or four weeks on, on this book, the Bible. Mm-hmm. And it like for my denomination, our tradition, Pentecostals, that, that seems a little bit unspiritual in a sense, because we're so used to being um, more, I don't want to say improv, improvisational, but, but more in the moment. Uh, and yet, as I think about it, God's a planner. God's a, God thinks long-term God thinks before he acts. And, uh, which is which is hilarious in a sense because God doesn't need to think before He acts. Whatever God wants to do, he, He'll accomplish. But and he, he still does. And so I think that there's there's, there's a serious need for ministers to say, okay, I, it's January. I want to know on paper the very I can change it, but I want to have an idea on paper that I can I can rely upon that will guide me through at least you know early August. And you keep you keep pushing it back as you go through it and figure things out. But there's no reason why you're not, you shouldn't be planned ahead in general, and then that will help hopefully free up your time to where you can begin thinking about and and making sure you've got a plan for the holidays before the holidays come. Right. And at church tech teams definitely need to think about that as well. And I would recommend that you not only get the rest of the year planned out right now. I know even for the Church Mac podcast, I'm thinking, you know what, we should probably try to plan through the rest of the year because when the holidays start falling into place, schedules get really crazy. And if you're trying to schedule uh, a church tech team, it might be good to also have people on standby because things do come up at the last minute. There's, you know, it's the cold and flu season or suddenly, you know, uh, some holiday thing pops up and you need to have a replacement. Well, we had a problem last year where we got so much snow in our region. Uh, two years ago, we had somewhat we had snow and it was like below zero degrees. But by Sunday, it was cleared up enough. But last year, we had, um, I think it was last year, we had so much snow, we had to actually, we didn't, we had, or no, two, sorry, two years ago, we canceled church and did a YouTube video instead. Our pastor put out a YouTube sermon and we all watched our church service on YouTube. But uh, that was pretty cool. I was pretty proud of him for pulling that off. But then um, last year, it was just so much snow, we did a uh, Saturday service. We did an impromptu Saturday service instead of Sunday. And I, I, I think that there's some important things there that go with that. But let me just say that as far as the preparation stuff, some of the big things about that is is that you need to realize that Christmas can be your biggest attendance time for new people. And so I think it's important just to realize that. And this is going to be your time where you're going to want to try out new things and you probably shouldn't because you're just not going to have the manpower to do so. 
I think that that's also important because I've heard of people trying to take on a brand new live stream whenever it was Christmas time, along with the brand new lights, the brand new social media presenter that's going to have to post regularly outside their normal amounts. And so they're just dogpiling on it. And then they want to say, okay, let's also do live streaming in this process. And I, if I was in that position, I'd say, okay, this is probably going to be my last time volunteering because you're just trying to kill us. I don't think it's fair to the congregation. I don't think it's fair to the team to try to be able to do all that stuff in one sitting. And so I would caution people to be careful with how much they're actually going to be testing out with the holiday season. It's probably too late to test things out. I don't know if it's too late to test things out. If you're, if your goal is Christmas service, I think that this, that you're still I mean, seven weeks away. I don't think it's too late, but I do think you need to be wary of that time, of that time frame. And it also depends on what you want to do as well. Mm-hmm. Like if, if we've, my church, if we wanted to add streaming to our, our situation, we've got plenty of time to practice that and get it going. I mean, you, it's, it's about practice though. Don't just say to the sound team, we're going to stream tomorrow's service. No, we're going to stream, uh, tomorrow, but to be, but to be a private stream, we're just going to test it and see how it works, that kind of stuff. You need to, you need, you need to practice before you go live. If you're going to go live, like maybe two weeks before Christmas, and you're going to practice until then and make those, those two weeks before Christmas, even though they're going to be live, they're going to be basically just dress rehearsals. That makes sense to me, but you're right. You have to, you have to, have, but you also have to have team buy-in too, Jeremy. So if you want to add new stuff, usually, to my opinion, the sound team wants to, or the, the, the your tech team wants wants to add the new things. Generally speaking, yeah. so if, if they have buy-in, that's a little more helpful. But you do need to set some sort of parameters for that. The the problem I see with that, at least from my standpoint and what I've seen work and not work, is that the Christmas time is a unique time. And so you need to already have developed those habits about your instant reaction of of what you're going to do when something fails or something is underperforming. And Christmas is just going to exasperate that problem. And it's probably going to give you unique, unique problems that won't come up the rest of the year except for Easter. And so if you do do that, you're going to have to realize you're going to face challenges you may never have in the next 30 weeks. And that's important. That's a good point. I, I still, I think it. I think it depends on what you're doing. If you're doing something where it's more of a behind the scenes thing, like like streaming, if the stream fails, no one in service is going to notice that, you right. know. But but if there are, if there might be some things, some components of service that could fail, that could be a, a serious uh, detriment to the worship in in, in the house. Um, so that's a good point. Uh, also, you did just say doo doo. Yeah, it's true. I, I heard that too. Mm-hmm. It's true. Is, which one is more funny, doo doo or duty? Oh, totally do. You say do, do. It definitely is. In fact, let's listen to that again. If you do do that. Yeah, see, that was hilarious. The magic of editing. I know, right? Yeah, I I really think it does depend on what it is. Because I can imagine a church saying, hey, uh, be sure to catch catch our Christmas stream this year. And uh, everyone in the church goes, oh, wow, that's the first time we're ever going to have a a, a live church stream is, is for the Christmas service. That's so cool. And the tech team's like... Yeah, we've been actually doing it for the past six weeks. Yeah. And I, th- I think that's great. In fact, I suggest that's how you do any kind of digital platform is, is if the first time you present it is if, um, the 20th time you've done it. And so you have an Instagram. The first time you ever share Instagram, you've already posted 150 times. And so they have a whole wealth. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know this was here. They only have 50 followers. Let's share all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden you have 10,000 followers. Who knows? But the fact that you can just kind of bump that process up, that you can actually push for it to have that much more emphasis and you're not 
operating from a how is this going to work kind of process. It's a, this is how it's going to work and let's, we can handle whatever bumps come up in that process. Right. And I, I also see some ideas that you might want to launch around the holidays being, like you said, a catastrophe because you're more than likely you will be understaffed or you won't have, you know, that one person that you need there when, when you need to have them. And, and, you know, between, it's it's just a busy time of year where everyone's spread thin and then you factor in all the natural things such as weather and sicknesses and it can be it can be a real um uh, it can be a, a tricky time of year and if you can just set yourself up to win and give you give you give yourself extra bandwidth give yourself margin i think is is really ultimately what uh what you need to keep in mind as you plan for the holidays you can have double the team and still be short so just for those people that feel like they're prepared and they don't have to worry that's fine but just know that it still could be tight because you have double the people. And if you're running a blog or something like that, you're you're if you're running a, a personal pro, uh, project or maybe doing something for a ministry um, that's or a parachurch organization, um, what would you guys what would you guys recommend? Seeing with some of the churches doing that by the numbers on a year pretty soon is a lot of people like to do the 31 day devotional or try to do a message every single day on Facebook with video. So there's a couple of different options of just trying to maximize the impact that you can have with your leadership team. Yeah, I'm not sure what we're going to do for ourselves this year. Um, I had previously tried doing a, a post for every day of Advent. Um, and I might do that again. There'll definitely be your shorter posts because it's just, you know, people aren't going to read a thousand word post every day, but, mm-hmm. um, but uh, our sermon series last year was on Advent, but this year we're not going to do that. And so I might, I might go ahead and just write a post every week for the Advent theme and let, it, let that be shared on Monday morning um, as folks head back to work. Sometimes it's good to go have your blog posts go along with your Sunday sermon. Sometimes it's good to have them go not in, a, in a, an opposite direction, but in a uh, more supple, supplemental direction. If you have a church tech team or you're leading a church tech team, this is the time to start thinking about um, – you know, maybe something cool and fun you might want to do f- for the holidays. You know, maybe a little, a little, some sort of appreciation. You know, I don't know. Um, maybe not like a, th- a thumb drive. That might not be a good gift. I don't know. If you want to do gifts or maybe do like bring uh, bring donuts. You could always bring donuts, Jeremy. What do you think about I that? I like to imagine. <laughs> no, I like to imagine someone's listening to this podcast having just hit the order button on Amazon, and they're like. Why not thumb drives? I think that was an excellent idea. We have our church logo on it. Why not, Eric? <laughs> if someone wanted to give me a twenty gig hard drive, right? uh, thumb no, drive, um, I will not reject that. I I, th- I think in in uh, in years past, Jeremy, you talked about using the tech team as an example. Getting you know, if if there was a new bit of gear or something that then it's like a it's like a gift. But it's not a gift, but it is a gift, you know? Like, hey, we got new wireless mics. Merry Christmas. Yeah, I think that there's the service aspect of things. For me, I've done a lot of career counseling. Um, and one of the biggest things, interestingly enough, for people that have jobs, they don't want to they want to raise, but they don't see it as a benefit. They see it as something that was kind of expected. Um, like, why didn't you do this for me earlier kind of thing? And so the gifts on Christmas can be nice, but everybody's giving gifts for Christmas. And are you wanting to make this memorable or do you want to just give them a, a thumb drive? Like which, which is your priority in this process? And for me, it's, it's about the moments. And so I'd be happy to give them a cup of coffee. I'd be happy to do that for them, but they're getting a lot of gifts. Their aunt 
I was trying to think of a funny name. Their aunt from family that they haven't seen in 20 years is giving them gifts. Is that how you want to be remembered is in the same boat as her? It's possible that you could actually instead try to make those memories. And it can be that you are adding value to their life, that you're giving them the ability to shape the ministry itself by getting that uh, microphone and trying to change how church technology is being done. And they might love that. Or you can go as far as saying, okay, why don't we get all the church tech teams in the, in the entire town from the different churches and just celebrate and worship God in our own unique way. However, that is to say, do we want to invest in you? And my suggestion would be to invest in them spiritually, because I know for my church tech experience, church technology is very limited on how much spiritual impact that the team, that the team leaders actually provide in that process. And so maybe you could impact them in that way as well. That's cool. Well, you know, we're releasing this podcast early enough before the holidays. Um, so if if anyone has any ideas or they want to contribute to this conversation as it relates to maybe some cool stuff that you do or that you'd like to see done, be sure to use the hashtag CMAGCast, and we'll be sure to, sh- to uh, share it on an upcoming episode of the podcast as we get closer and closer to those holidays. Don't get us some drives. <laughs> Hey, um, can I say this real quick here too? Um, we're recording this on Halloween or Reformation Day. So happy Reformation Day there, Lutherans, and uh, way to go. Um, and then also, I'm just going to release, um, this will be releasing next week, happy uh, post-Day of the Dead, um, um, okay, uh, and All Saints Day, Catholics and uh, Mexicans. Um, hope you enjoyed your holidays. Hope they were good. Um, and... Um, uh, that's it. Real quick before we go, this we are talking about the holidays. Uh, Phil, you have a resource that uh, will either be available now or will soon be available to download for free uh, through Church Mag Press. You can go to churchmag.press, keep your eyes peeled. It's there now or it will be there soon. Tell us what it is, Phil. Uh, what it is is uh, like a, kind of like a, like a program, a very stripped-down program for a, um, a Christmas carols by candlelight service. Um, we've done this at our church for, I think, I want to say 12 years and um past few years we tried tying into a, a larger theme last year my pastor did a sermon series um using advent and maybe your church is probably a lot of churches do that they do the advent themes and so each week he preached upon one of the advent themes we had an advent wreath and he would light a candle in service and we would do a message on that advent theme you know it's uh, love joy um Hope and I forgot the other two because that's not really our tradition. We did something kind of different last year, and so what we did uh, for our Carols of Candlelight theme is that we went back through all those themes and then ended them with uh, with Jesus, the, the, the quote unquote the fifth theme, you know, of, of, of Advent. And uh, so what we what I've done is I've uh, compiled all of our readings from that night along with our song list. We couldn't give out song lyrics and um, music because they're all copyrighted, but we uh, have given you a list of the songs with the with the arrangements we use where where appropriate, and you can go out and find those things for yourself. And uh, we also my, my my pastor Eric Scopper uh, gave us his sermon notes to use as well. So we've got what we have given out is all the readings um, based upon scripture and some some artistic license and uh, the uh, exact message from that night. And then if you and your your staff want to go through and uh, create a sermon series on Advent or do it as a one-off, um, maybe one time, like a night service, we do ours, we do ours on Sunday night before Christmas. Like not, not 
not the 24th, but the Sunday, the Sunday night before Christmas, we do our candles for candlelight service. And uh, if you want to do it like that and do a one-off thing, it was a very powerful time. Uh, last year was probably our best year ever. We had, we had a huge crowd, and uh, it was really successful. People really enjoyed it. So we thought we could pile it together and, and give that out. Awesome. Check it out, churchmag.press. You'll see it there. Thank you for joining us again. We enjoy having you. If you have something to say, be sure to use the hashtag CMAGCast. Tell us where you're listening from or your biggest social media pet peeve, and we'll share it on an upcoming episode. You can also submit any comment, question, or podcast idea by visiting churchmag forward slash riddle me this. Until next week. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com. Throw me something that I got to edit out right away.